Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. We have made it to another week. And when I tell you I am tired as hell, but we still have so much to talk about. This whole episode is going to be themed about politics. For the weekly run-up, we have so much to discuss when it concerns the the Republican Party because there is some legal stuff going on. Also, France just had their election recently, and that needs to be talked about. But before we get into all that, I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow my Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas, and you can follow the show Instagram at So Far So His Show. Now, our topic for today is going to be about the future of politics because it's going to be really important to think about what it's going to be like to be a political figure two decades from now or three decades from now, because social media, that's really going to play a part in how people vote. So I'm really excited for that. Podcast of the week is dedicated to the Chronicles of a Black Sheep podcast. Now, I recently just started listening to this podcast and I find it to be really interesting because one thing that I immediately notice is the quality and the production. That's one thing that I admire, like. If you haven't looked at the new Spotify update, you can watch the video while listening to the podcast, say if there's a a visual for the podcast. And I like how it has the theming on point. The social media activity is on point. And the podcast itself, it covers a lot of expansive topics that usually get like looked over in the black community. They discuss relationships, generational curses, and the list goes on. With the recent episode about abuse, I really related to a lot of things that the um the hosts were saying. So be sure to check out the Chronicles of the Black Sheep podcast. But yeah, let's get into our weekly run up now. To start off this week's weekly run up, let's discuss some worldwide politics. So France recently had their presidential election where... Emmanuel Macron was running for re-election against Marie Le Pen, who was um, extremely to the right. And she was an advocate for some extreme policies such as banning hob jobs from public vicinities. And she was also for like limiting the amount of immigration that was coming in from Africa. So pretty much what you get with the extreme right politicians in the United States. That's what Marie Le Pen was for the um the French people during this recent election. So the fact that Emmanuel Macron successfully won re-election, that is really, really good for the, the French people. And it's also really good for international policy as a whole, especially with everything going on in Ukraine and with Vladimir Putin, because Marie Le Pen is actually someone who received money from Russian banks and who is an encourages of Vladimir Putin. So that would have been very dangerous for the the whole world in hell. Prices probably would have went up even more if she would have won due to the fact that it would alter France's standing in the in the alliance of NATO. So congratulations to Emmanuel Macron. And it's very funny because this was a rematch of the 2017 election in, in France because it was Emmanuel Macron versus Marie Le Pen in 2017, and now they had their rematch, and Emmanuel Macron won once again. So to 
pivot off of that, let's discuss how the same thing is happening in the United States due to the fact that more likely than not, there will be a rematch between President Biden and President Trump for the year 2024. And it's very important for us to follow the example of the French people, even though they were very frustrated with the performance of Emmanuel Macron. And of course, they're frustrated with their gas prices and with their economy. They were able to realize that they should not go back to what they were considering thinking about in 2016, just because things have gotten worse and circumstances have changed, they still went with the sensible choice of reelecting their leader and continuing to have somebody sensible in office. So for the year of 2024, the United States must follow that example. Like we have to reelect President Biden because President Biden is running for reelection. It's happening. I know a lot of people are confused about it. He will be running again and President Trump most likely will be running against him. So it's very important for us to stay focused on the bigger picture of do you want somebody in office who's actually trying to help or do you want a complete lunatic in office? Now, speaking of Donald Trump, on Monday, the 25th of April, this man has um, been held in contempt of court because he has refused to turn over some documents to the New York Attorney General, as they are doing a they're doing an inquiry into his um his financial holdings and the possibility that he was doing illegal stuff while he was in New York. So due to the fact that Donald Trump will not return those documents, he will not turn those documents into them, he has to pay a fine of ten thousand dollars per day as long as he is in contempt of not turning in these documents. That's money he's gonna have to pay every single day. Now, like every single thing that concerns Donald Trump, he's probably either going to not pay the money or like weasel his way out of it somehow. So it's very interesting to see how while President Biden is still trying his best to get the economy back on track, Donald Trump is literally just going in on all these endorsements while trying to fight his legal battles. So that's what he's going in on now to discuss January 6th, which is still a very important thing that nobody should forget about. The committee that was formed in the the House, it was formed in the House of Representatives due to the fact that they needed to investigate what happened on January 6th. So that committee is wrapping up soon because they have to have it all done before the 2022 elections due to the fact that Republicans can take over the House. Because if Republicans take over the House, they're no longer going to want to investigate how January 6th happened and why there was a riot on the Capitol. There's going to be a lot of things that come out about January 6th that we did not know about. Like there are things that are being released as we speak that they're not really getting covered in the, the media because right now the media finds that they make the most money whenever they're discrediting President Biden or Vice President Harris. So the media isn't really covering all the things that are being revealed during this January 6th committee, but there is a lot of important and significant information in all of this. So the chief of the chief of staff for President Donald Trump at the time, Mark Meadows, was literally texting Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene January 17th. This is right before President Biden was about to be inaugurated. And this is the these are the direct words Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene said to 
the White House chief of, chief of staff at the time. She directly states, in our private chat with only members, several are saying the only way to save our republic is for Trump to call for martial law. Now, this is very interesting because Marjorie Taylor Greene was actually in court just this past week testifying about her participation in the January 6th insurrection. Now, she's in court because she's being sued to be disqualified off the ballot due to the fact that she was literally a part of an insurrection. During Marjorie Taylor Greene's questioning, when she was asked, Miss Green, did you advocate to President Trump for him to impose martial law as a way to remain in power? She responded with, I don't recall. Then she was asked, so you're not denying it. You just don't remember. And then Green responded with, I don't remember. So whenever we are complaining about the efforts of the Democratic Party, let's remember the fact that the Republican Party is it's compiled of people who do not want to help. They do not have a plan. They do not have a solution. That's the thing. When people get mad at the party in power, they often want to find a solution. The solution is to elect more Democratic senators, elect more Democratic members of Congress so that we can have a bigger majority so we can get more legislation passed. It's a great possibility that the Democrats will lose the House. Once the Democrats are, are no longer in power, Nancy Pelosi will no longer be the Speaker of the House. The Speaker of the House will be Kevin McCarthy. Now, what I like about that is there is stuff coming out about Kevin McCarthy where there's literal proof and there's literal recordings of him saying that he wanted President Trump to resign after the January 6th insurrection. As you notice, people have stopped caring about it. People have not given January 6th as much attention as it needs to be given. But during the 2022 election, it should be taken into consideration whenever people are voting because if you want crazy people in power, that is going to be the most regressive thing that you could ever vote for. So that's the end of our political weekly run up. We're about to get into our topic, which is going to be about the future of politics. And we'll be right back. I am back with the topic. So for today, I really wanted to talk about the future of politics. Now, this topic is really important because I feel like it's something that does not get discussed enough, especially by the current political figures. I feel like it's more of a thing that people view it um, like, oh, we'll handle that problem once we get there. But it's something that needs to be discussed now because. It's the fact that you're going to have access to pretty much 90% of the things that a person has said because you can be like, oh, you tweeted this five years ago. You tweeted this 10 years ago. And we don't even know how technology is going to evolve throughout the next coming decades. So that might even play a factor into 
what is online and how you can access that and use that against your political rival. And it's going to make the the whole spectrum of politics completely different. And we've already seen that, like with the 2016 election, the 2020 election, just the 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 expansiveness of social media has really played a factor into how intense politics is and how 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 highly debated every single thing is because all you have to do is open your phone and you can express your opinion and not only can you express your opinion but you can access all this information about one person and you can see all the things that they said in the past potentially in as we continue to go through elections in the future we are really going to notice how um the newer candidates are really going to be attacked for their past just due to the fact that you can see everything and access things that they have said in the in the past that you might want to use against them say x amount of years from when they said that and that's always the case with politics say you voted for something 20 years ago while you were in a senate that's going to be brought up when you're running for president but the problem is going to get worse as we as the american electorate is going to be even more like indulge in the past of these people because it's going to be so easy just to find it and uh, an example i really wanted to think about is say a a young woman wants to run for for congress and she's really young 35 and the, the year is 2036 so say that she had an only fans when she was 19 that should not be something that gets brought up and used against her while she's attempting to build a political career for herself. And I feel like that's going to be something that is going to be very apparent as we continue to go through elections. And we've already seen some examples of that. Like I've heard stories of young women who have had their pictures leaked and they have been holding some type of political office and that has really affected them. And that should not be the case at all because it's a, a natural human thing. Like, it's always been a natural human thing in the the societal context around sex in particular. It's really it's, it's really going to con- contaminate how we conduct our elections in the future, because say people who have only fans in the year 2022, they want to run for president in the year 2048. That should not stop them. And I really wanted to discuss the 2016 election, because that's where you really saw like a shift into the how the American electorate conducts moral decency or what is perceived as moral decency. And that's when the Donald Trump tape leaked of him saying he grabs women by the pussy and he does just as he pleases and he does what he wants because he's a quote unquote star. Once that tape leaked, many people thought that that would be the end of his candidacy. However, President Trump proved that you can still win while saying something horrible, you can still win while being in a a really high profile scandal like that and a very controversial scandal. So after that tape leaked, it completely it completely shifted the whole attitude of what a politician can get away with and what a politician cannot get away with. To talk about some current examples, um, let's discuss the the twenty twenty two Georgia Senate campaign. For instance, so we have Herschel Walker and we have Raphael Warnock and they're both running for um for Senate. So Herschel Walker, who is the Republican candidate, 
He is somebody who has been in many political scandals. For instance, he has been alleged to have assaulted his ex-wife and have threatened her with violence multiple times. And she is not the only woman who has come out with allegations saying that he has done horrible things. And Herschel Walker has has cited that he suffers from disassociative identity disorder. And that's the reason why he did all those horrible things, but he didn't deny it. But, you know, having to conduct his campaign, he's going to have to go about it in a particular way. Now, his opponent, Raphael Warnock, who's currently in the Senate, he was also um, in a political scandal because he was said that it was said that he was in a, a argument with his wife and he ran over her foot during that um, argument. However, when the police was called, there was no evidence of her being hurt or every, or anything. So we don't know if that's true in particular, yet it was still a, a scandal. And all of this information is really important to us as young people because it tremendously affects how we conduct ourselves and how we aspire to be politically successful. There's so many people who are young. They're 20, 21, 22. And they're like, I don't want to be caught doing this in a photo because I want to run for president one day or I don't want to cuss on my public platform because I want to run for Congress one day. And that is just so discouraging due to the fact that people cannot be their authentic selves because they want a job in the future. They can't do what they want and live their lives as a young person because they want that job so bad in the future. And it's going to take a certain level of mindfulness within the American public to understand that because you perceive something that someone did negatively, that does not affect how they can do the job currently. And they can still be great politicians. Like say someone's running for president in the future and one of their exes wants to get back at them. So they put pictures out there that right there should not discourage the candidate who is running. However, in the mind of some people that's going to cause them to perceive that candidate negatively. One of the last things I wanted to discuss before I wrapped up this topic is the fact that everybody has things that they do not want shared with the entire American public. And that applies to people in Congress today. That applies to people in the Senate today. Everybody has their personal business that they like to keep personal to themselves. And that's completely understandable. So I'm going to close out with this example. There was a political scandal four weeks ago that um, consisted of Representative Madison Cawthorn stating that the Republican officials and Congress invited him to sexual orgies and that at the sexual orgies, allegedly, the political officials, they do cocaine. This is what he said on a podcast that he was guesting on. Representative Madison Cawthorn, the direct quote is, the sexual per- perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, being kind of young, being a kind of young guy in Washington where the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them I looked up to through my life. And then all of a sudden you get invited to, oh, hey, you want to have a sexual get together at one of our homes? You should come. And I'm like, what did you just ask me to do? And then you realize you were just asked to a sex orgy. Those were those were his words, Representative Madison Cawthorn, who is currently in Congress. So as people run for office in the future, it's going to be 
important for them to bring up the fact that every single generation of politicians have done horrible, horrible things. And just because all of our stuff is online, that should not dis- disband anybody from doing anything that they want to do in life. Like if they can do, <laughs> if they can allegedly do bumps of cocaine, then somebody who has an OnlyFans can run for president in the future. Like, come on now, let's be sensible. So that's the conclusion of our topic. Um, That was a lot. <laughs> and that cocaine story is low-key funny as fuck. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of So Far So Hood. You can follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show. And you can follow my Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. Be sure to check in with me next week so we can make sure our lives stay so far so hood.